Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey everyone, welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I am here with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. How are you this evening, sir? Hey, I'm doing great, Scott. How's it going? Awesome, man. I cannot believe we are on episode six. It is flying by. I know, it's crazy. Um, it just, I mean, as we keep going through the content, keep going through, um, you know, what we want to talk about and the reaction and the feedback we're getting um, you know, just like last week, we talked about Upton Sinclair and the, his works from 1911 and how fasting is timeless. And it's yep. just crazy how fast time is going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, getting a lot of good feedback. A lot of people just really relating to some of the stories that we're talking about. Um, you know, people at different offices I'm a part of just saying um, how it's kind of getting them going, getting them past the initial hurdles. Um, and and I, I, I've asked a couple of people, hey, what do, you, what do you think about the podcast? And they said, yeah, it sounds just like the conversations that we've already had. <laughs> so that was the whole point because those conversations are, are so important to get started. And we really wanted to be able to just expand the media for it. And yeah, I think it's working. It's so true, man. I, I mean, just with, you know, us, you know, over the last few months leading up to when I started fasting, you know, if you would have told me what you did on father's day and say, just stop eating. I would have been like, uh, no, but it was the months leading up to it right. where the conversations were kind of building and the understanding and the trust and all that. So yeah, it's a comfort stuff. level, the comfort level. And the, these conversations can just work wonders for that. It's so cool. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, um, today we're going to talk about some of the feedback that we've been getting and some of the most common frequently asked questions, concerns, little hiccups that people experience when you tell them, uh, you know, for instance, right now I'm going on 95 hours. Wow. And uh, people are like, excuse, excuse me? What do, you, what, do you, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, I ate, you know, had a date night Friday night and then decided Saturday morning that I was going to go for a while. And they're like, what, what do you mean? So the thoughts that pop up and the reaction to that in those conversations uh, that we have daily now. Um, what are the most common, you know, things that we hear frequently asked questions and things like that? So we're just going to jump right in. Um, yeah. And Tommy, what is the number one thing that you hear? Um, number one thing, probably. Okay. What do you mean fasting? And I even got this question today. Somebody was listening to the podcast and said, Hey, what, what did you mean by dry fast? And um, so Basically, what can I have on a fasting day? Like we've said before, we do not advocate dry fast. We know some people do them, um, but that's not something that we do. We're always wanting to stay completely hydrated um, and, and, and make sure that, uh, that we always are. So um, what can we have on fasting days? Um, what we typically say is water, black coffee, tea, and if you use creamer or something else that you normally put into your coffee or tea, um, you know, don't, don't restrict it. 
keep your sanity and keep your enjoyment of, of that, especially if, if that's one of the, the few things you're going to have during the day. You're going to be, you know, pretty much calorie free. And that's a huge point, you know, when you first told that to me, because I've done, you know, whole 30s and challenges and, you know, super low carb and, you know, uh, strict keto and all these different things in the past, which all did not work long term because mm-hmm. of the restriction. When you were like, yeah, if you use coconut milk creamer, just just keep it. And I'm like, really? You're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, how does that work? And it it doesn't cause <clears throat> you to derail the process. I mean, if you're going to be putting, you know, a cup of creamer and a couple spoonfuls of sugar or something, yeah, that's different. But if you put a splash of creamer in it, it just, you enjoy it. You can work towards going to straight black coffee. And some people that are, you know, in the fasting world that teach this stuff might not agree with that, but that's what's worked well for us. And it's definitely sustainable. So now I don't even, most days I don't even use it, but yeah, I mean, good starting uh, point. Yeah. Black coffee started to taste better and better. I mean, as you kind of get used to less sugar coming in and, and, and less things um, just throughout the day, even a little bit more uh, or a, a little, a little creamer or a little milk in your coffee, you're going to taste it more because you're not tasting other things all throughout the day. So you'll be surprised how your taste buds kind of adjust. You get much more sensitive to, to salt and sugar and everything else. For sure. hundred percent. I didn't believe it at first. I'll just throw that in there, but uh, you were right. Um, the second thing, which is I hear it all the time when I see patients um, and have these conversations, it's, I don't think I could ever do that because I would get way too hungry. What, Mm -hmm. how can I do that? What can I do? Like how I'm just going to be hungry all day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's coming from just assuming that if I'm hungry at four hours between a meal or I'm really hungry six or seven hours between a meal, then I'll be twice as hungry at, 12 or 14 hours and I'll be three times as hungry if I fasted for 24 hours and I just can't see myself living through those hunger pangs and just I get you know I'm not myself when I'm hungry Um, I get hangry all those kind of things but we only get hungry up to a certain point and we're used to all of the cues around eating so we're, when we're driving past our favorite restaurant or we're on our way home, if there's somewhere that we normally stop to pick up food, um, whenever the time strikes, whether it's noon or 7 p.m. or, or whatever your normal meal times are, uh, those are going to create psychological cues, at least at first, but it doesn't take very long to decondition those for those to have less of an impact. Yeah, it, and it's... Again, it just, once you do it a few times, you start to realize that, wow, I'm only eating because this is habit or I'm only eating because I'm in the car and this is typically on the way to pick up the kids. And this is when I snack on something. It really, you know, give it 30 minutes is my rule, you know, give it 30 minutes, drink some water, Mm -hmm. done. And it goes away. It absolutely goes away. So Really, there's no um, workaround for that one. I mean, yes, there's things like cinnamon and green tea that have effects, short-term effects on blood sugar and metabolism, but um, just we're trying to keep this as simple as possible. So um, drink some water and give it some time because it's, it's not really hunger. Um, your body has plenty of fuel and it's typically around the midsection. 
Uh, so, <laughs> right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, um, visceral fat. Yeah, yeah. What was the next one you want to go over? Um, so, energy levels. A lot of people will say, I feel like I'm going to get tired if, um, you know, they're thinking about their time between the meals. I get tired. If I went for an entire day, I'd just be exhausted. I would collapse. They, they think because they've never gone more than a meal or two uh, without eating. And it's, we, people try to complicate it too, you know? So I have a good friend, colleague, best man at my wedding. He, um, when I told him what I was doing, he's like, oh man, I can't do that. I see patients all day from like 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. And I'm like, okay, first mm -hmm. of all, don't pick Wednesday then, if that's a concern. <laughs> right. um, and secondly, uh, no, you'll be fine. So I just tried to explain it to him. Or the whole fatigue thing, really, if you look at the research, the basal metabolism or what your body burns as a baseline does not decrease with fasting. It actually does the opposite. It increases. So when you have those moments of fatigue or tiredness, it's again, a lot of the times you're going to hear us say this in the next few minutes, it's, it could be hydration or your body's hormone levels are telling you that it's time to eat when it really isn't time to eat. It's those outside stresses. It's the routine. It's your mind starts, you smell something, the olfactory nerve, the reticular activating system, all these different things can be playing tricks on you. Um, and you're not actually uh, going to feel fatigue. Your basal metabolism is going to increase, which is absolutely what we want in the opposite effect, what long-term calorie restriction does. Mm -hmm. so, and, and go ahead. The, the, the reason why we're thinking that we'll become tired is because we're used to feeling those insulin spikes. Okay. So we have, we have lunch. It's, it's higher carbohydrate. Um, we feel like our energy goes up. We're enjoying lunch. And then at some point, a couple hours or maybe an hour or so later, our energy starts to dip. Well, we have an insulin response. High insulin levels tend to make us more tired. That's where most of the Thanksgiving lethargy comes from. Right. And then also, um, as we're going throughout the day, we feel those ups and downs in those insulin levels, and we're, we're feeling the change. But when we start to fast and we start to integrate fasting into our normal day-to-day -day life, whether it's a smaller eating window or one meal a day or extended fasting, uh, what you realize is as the insulin levels come down and they stay lower, we don't feel those, that volatility, those insulin spikes the same way we, as we get more insulin sensitive, then the energy levels don't fluctuate like they did when we were on this carbohydrate insulin roller coaster. I love that you just talked about that. And sometimes I forget that you have your master's degree in this stuff because I sit here and I'm thinking, how am I going to explain this? And then it's just like, boom. And I'm like, oh yeah, I even forget that stuff. It's like, no, this is the physiology of it. And then you have to perceive it and interpret it for your individual, you know, your individual situation and yourself. So mm -hmm. I, I feel it, I couldn't have painted the picture more perfect. And I was sitting here scribbling down notes while you were doing it. So um, appreciate the reaffirmation for my brain also, you know, breaking down those old molds of how we're thinking and, you know, going back to the old thought processes. But um, it's just clear, you know, one, again, once you start doing it more, um, you know, it gets less and less. So. Yeah, because if, if you are overweight now, before you start fasting, you may have never gone more than just a meal or two without eating. 
So you, you've never had, or, or in, in what you can remember, you haven't had insulin levels low enough for long enough to get off of that roller coaster. Makes sense. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air, air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. And we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? an air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code fasting for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in and now back to today's episode. I, uh, uh, Friday night, date night. Right. And, mm -hmm. uh, full transparency. We had, you know, a couple of adult beverages, had a couple appetizers, things I typically wouldn't eat, but I had been fasting up until, so it gave me more flexibility where back in the day, it would have completely derailed me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, eating a normal routine and then going out and adding that stuff, you know, the weekend diet, the weekend warrior type right. stuff. Um, right. you know, and, uh, usually centered around social or sports related things in my past. And, you know, I woke up on Saturday morning and I could feel it. Like I didn't, if I would have been in a coma and woken up from the night before, <laughs> right. Or drank way too much not to remember, I would have woken up not only feeling the hangover, I would have felt the insulin fog getting right. back on that roller coaster being like, 
wow, I'm warm, I'm uncomfortable, like I feel like almost bloated, like all of those feelings come back so quickly. Yeah. And when you do a longer fast and the first one or two times you start to eat again, we've talked about this in previous episodes of what not to do. It's the same effect where you need to give your body the opportunity to adapt to it. And that's that transition process. Yeah. So. And it, it's, it's easy to do, but you, you'll be amazed if you, if you're listening and you've never fasted before, you will be amazed how quickly you come off of that insulin roller coaster, how the fog starts to lift. And you may have never felt this before. It feels amazing. And then when you break a fast, if you overdo it or, you know, just over time, you will at some point feel that fog come back for whatever reason, whatever the circumstances were, and you will hate it because it is great to have that fog gone, get off that roller coaster. Sometimes you don't even realize it. Like when I moved to Florida from cold, snowy, rainy, um, short days of New England after 27 years of living there, and then I moved to Florida to go to grad school, and I'm, I just, I moved, and like a couple weeks later, I'm like, I just feel different, and it didn't really sink in right away, but it's sunny every day, uh, and I just felt better and the same similar thing happened with fasting for me i didn't realize how normal my abnormality of being in that insulin cycle was until i came out of it and like the heavens opened i was like oh my gosh like i feel like normal i feel clear i can focus i can you know tackle a project in a morning rather than something that would have taken me you know a week to do and I mm -hmm. still have energy to go play with the kids at night. So it's been, yeah, it's just been amazing. So um, absolutely, it is real and you will experience the transformation. That's why we're sh we keep harping on the fact you just have to start. So um, the next two kind of go hand in hand. Um, and it's, you know, I, I tend to get dizzy when I don't eat and I tend to get headaches when I don't eat. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, these are interesting because, um, if, if you've ever had a headache or you've ever, you know, felt dizzy when you stood up, um, you may have attributed it to, to eating or, or not eating. It may have been a few hours since your last meal. And, and then you might go around thinking, okay, I need to keep eating. I need to eat because if I miss a meal or it's, it's been too long, I, I start to feel like, uh, I, I might get dizzy or I might get a headache. And then you get concerned about that. But in actuality, we're, we're so sensitive to small fluctuations in our hydration, our electrolytes, um, and our blood pressure that as soon as those things start to change even just a little bit, which is normal during the fasting process, that we, we might perceive that as, oh, I'm going to get one of those hunger headaches or I'm going to feel dizzy. So, so the fear of it is, is what can hold people back sometimes. So what we want to let you guys know, it, it's, it's a normal part of the process. Go ahead, Scott. A hundred percent. Yeah. I didn't, I was, I was like, you could see me like wanting to contribute there. Um, the salt really is the big thing, right? So it's, I mean, for me, I like to use, um, trace minerals. So it's something you can get off Amazon. It's a full spectrum trace mineral. It's like 20 drops. When I notice I start to feel a little like that lightheaded wooziness, um, mm -hmm. I, I just drop that in the water, drink 15, 20 ounces of water, a glass of water with it, and it goes right away because you're not consuming all of those high sodium foods, especially if 
you are typically in someone that eats out or buys, you know, pre-prepped foods, you're going to have yeah. that, that big drop off. So it is going to affect your blood volume, which like you were talking about is going to feel those fluctuations um, in blood pressure. The one other thing that is related to this is, you know, when you have your decreased insulin, your hormone aldosterone goes down, which then causes your body's fluid levels to decrease. So your kidneys will not retain water anymore. Um, yeah. And that will be that fluctuation. And then the one other complicating factor could be, uh, you know, thyroid and blood pressure medications. So if you are on them, you need to be monitoring your numbers. So same thing with if you have diabetes and you're fasting and you're on medication, you need to be monitoring your numbers consistently mm -hmm. <clears throat> and make sure that you discuss this with your primary care physician. So <clears throat> those going back to the headaches and dizziness, typically most of the time, those fluctuations, hydration, salt, electrolytes. Um, and I know, Tommy, you go to something that I never would have thought of, um, which is- I like a pickle spear. Yeah, just eat a pickle just spear. Grab a pickle spear or um, maybe like a little shot of pickle juice um, if I don't have any, any pickles around. Yep, and um, typically that will do it. Um, and testimonial here, a woman that I've been working with, she's done- uh, a number of one meal a day fasts. So anywhere between 22 to 24 hours, she limits herself to that one hour window most days and sometimes a two hour window. Um, and she was finally able to break through the headache window. Um, oh, wow. and, and it it's because um, I believe, and I haven't followed up with her on this, but I believe, you know, once you start losing weight, and your hormones start balancing and all of the other benefits of fasting that things will start to function more normally. So if you're on meds, you need to, um, you know, have them, the dosage is changed. So if you're on a certain level of medication and now you weigh 60 pounds less, well, your body's now 60 pounds less. That'd be like giving an adult aspirin to a child, you know? So, sure. um, definitely some things to keep, uh, in consideration, but the majority of the time, if you feel a little woozy, get a headache coming, hydration, electrolytes, sea salt, pickle spear, um, and typically, uh, you know, that, that'll turn right around for you. If you ever do feel, you know, like it's not getting better, then just, you know, eat something, have a little juice. Um, but we don't hear that yeah. very often at all. Yeah. If you're, if you're feeling terrible, you know, get off the fast, especially yeah. if, if this is your first one or, you know, yeah. you, you have a, a lot of weight to lose or, you know, you feel, you have a lot of symptoms that you're dealing with and things like that, um, you know, get off the fast and then you'll, um, you'll normalize and, and get back on when, when you're ready. So the um, last one that I wanted to talk about, which I don't get much anymore other than after date night last Friday um, was heartburn. Mm -hmm. um, when you start fasting, uh, things start to balance out and your body doesn't have the same amount of food supply in your GI tract that it used to. And some people will say, yeah, I get some bad heartburn. So my go-to, I'm not sure what yours is, Tommy. I don't think we've ever talked about this, but uh, mine is the digestive enzymes. So a super digestive enzyme. Um, mm. So it's papaya, bromelain, all those natural digestive enzymes. And then a couple of times when I've been traveling, I've popped a couple of Tums. Um, but the more you do it, you know, you got to give yourself a, a period here to get acclimated. So for me, heartburn was sure. really bad in the beginning, but now, um, you know, I typically, I can't remember the last time I had it other than this past Friday where, 
you know, we ate some things that I typically don't eat. So a couple notes there would be give yourself 30 days to get acclimated to all of this. Just like if you go to the gym, you need to give yourself time. You can't get off the couch and go run a marathon. You know, you got to build up to it. So give yourself like 30 days to get acclimated, work through some of these things, figure out what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Um, yeah. And then f- food choices. You know, you got to make better food choices when you start doing this because you will feel the difference. You will. And you'll, you'll want to make those better food choices. And it'll be so much easier too because fasting naturally starts to break those connections that we have with food or a lot of us do. The, the whole reason why you may find yourself wanting to fast because you have some extra weight to lose, you have other symptoms, you're pre-diabetic or diabetic, you have other, uh, other things going on. Um, well, that means over time, you've probably developed some habits with food, some connections, some, um, some associations that will naturally start to break. You will feel less dependent when you realize you can make the choice about the timing and the frequency of your, of your meals that you never have before. So, so to, to answer your question too about the heartburn, yeah, I was a big heartburn guy before, um, but probably my favorite food was pizza. Um, so that's, that's known as, you know, one of the big heartburn, uh, causers anyway. Tomato and, sauce. Um, yeah. Processed oh, carbs, cheese, dairy. Yeah. Yep. You got it. But basically carbohydrates just sit on my stomach and they just burn a hole anyway. Uh, that's what it feels like. And, uh, um, so, so I was pretty used to, you know, doing a couple tums, um, pretty much, you know, once a day, I would do that. Um, not, not every day, but a lot of times. Um, so during fasting, um, I did feel some heartburn every once in a while. And I would usually do one or two toms, maybe once or twice a week um, during some of those just, you know, kind of intense, um, burning, rumbly kind of times. But probably my my intake of toms is probably about 90% less than it used to be at this point. Yeah. I mean, I don't even, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing how quickly it changes too. I can't even remember. Um, and that's one thing that I'll kind of tie up the FAQs here, um, is, you know, make sure you're drinking a lot of water. So when I started this process, I was almost 250 pounds. So I need to be drinking, um, you know, like a gallon a day. Um, and there was the, you know, the mass exodus of water from my body. <laughs> the first few times I fasted, that diuresis takes place mm-hmm. and it just flushes everything mm-hmm. out. Um, you know, and that goes back to decrease insulin and aldosterone and allowing your kidneys not to retain water and decrease salt and all that. So really you need to focus on hydration. So simple um, equation that I've always used is half your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 200 pounds, try to drink 100. If you're just starting fasting, I would actually try to drink a little bit more and drink it more in the morning because that is Mm -hmm. when your body is burning, your growth hormone is elevated. Um, And you 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 haven't intaken any water in the last eight to 10 hours. And you're you're typically more dehydrated. So um, that was the last kind of piece I wanted to kind of uh, touch on to wrap things up in terms of frequently asked questions. Um, Ready to move on to the challenge, Tommy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have about three days left um, mm-hmm. until challenge on Saturday. So if you guys are hearing this, um, this will be released on Friday. So um, it's either right before the challenge or we may have, uh, we may be just about to begin. So if you're listening to this, go ahead, go to the page, register for the challenge, because even if we have filled up all the spots, we will start a wait list for the next one because we're getting some great feedback on it. And we will definitely be doing another challenge very soon. 
Absolutely. We're about half full as of Tuesday night. Um, and we've done no promoting other than what you hear on this podcast. So um, it's going to fill up uh, and we're doing it purposely uh, to keep it small, intimate, a lot of feedback. Um, so definitely go to the website, click the button, go to the Facebook page at the fasting for life or www.thefastingforlife.com. Get signed up. Don't miss the opportunity. Um, we are super excited. We're putting together, uh, you know, the final touches. I just told Tommy tonight before we hopped on this podcast to record it that I've got a surprise coming for Saturday. So he doesn't even know what it is. Um, so I just don't. A lot of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm rocking my brain right now, actually. Yeah, I yeah. I, I'm not going to ruin it and tell you. So, um, yeah, we'll wrap up. We appreciate y'all coming along with us on this journey. And we just want to keep giving you as much value as we can. We're enjoying the process and just super excited for Saturday the 15th for the 2020 Vision Challenge. All right. It's going to be great. Cool, Tommy. Thank you so much for hopping on tonight, sir. It's, as always, been a pleasure and we will talk soon. Yeah. See ya. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.